Okay, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to read a short proverb first, then we're going to go to the book of Romans chapter 8. First of all, the proverb is Proverbs 3, 6. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. God has promised us to lead us and guide us in this life. The advantage you have as a believer is that you can be led of God. You can hear the voice of God. You don't have to wander in the darkness about what to do in life. You don't have to uh, get depressed and stressed out because you don't know which direction to go. God has promised you His voice. He's promised you that He'll speak to you and guide you in this life. So I, and you don't have to be a pastor. don't have to be a missionary. You don't have to be a Bible scholar. You, you, you can be a brand new believer. and God, Matter of fact, you can be an unbeliever. And God can speak to you. But to make it a regular occurrence, you need to be a believer. And I'm going to show you this in Romans chapter 8, verse 12. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit, capital S, meaning Holy Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself, capital H, the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and if children, then heirs, and heirs according to heirs and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified together. I want you to notice a couple of things from this passage. First of all, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. It's a mark of being born again that you're now being led by the Holy Spirit. It's a mark of being born again that you're now being led by the Holy Spirit. We are spirit-filled and we are spirit-driven or spirit-led believers. Then I want you to notice verse 16. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So God works communicating by His Spirit to our spirits. This is elementary, but it's so profound. God communicates by, from spirit to spirit. He is spirit communicating to our human spirits. There's been a lot of debate through the centuries in theology over whether the human person is, is comprised of two parts or three parts. And I don't say a lot of classical theology says that we are a spiritual part and a physical part, and that's it. However, I studied under a theologian who personally believed that we were on three parts, what we call a tripartite man, that he is spirit, soul, and body. And, and, and to that argument, let me just add a little bit of reason. The spirit of man is the deepest dimension of the human nature. It's the deepest part. It's the center of one's being. And the spirit is that dimension of the human person in which God encounters man on that level. God encounters man and women. You know when I say man, I'm talking about everybody, right? I'm using King James here. But when he encounters a human being, he encounters, he encounters this on a spirit level. All right? It's your spirit 
that becomes a new creation in Christ. When you're born again, your spirit is born again, and you still have the same body you had before. You still have the same mind you had before. That has to be renewed. But your spirit has been changed. And now God connects to you through your spirit. And then he leads you and guides you according to your spirit. You know, the Bible says we should cleanse our spirits. It said in 2 Corinthians 7, 1, Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. We want to get the pride out, the haughtiness out, the bitterness out, the judgmental spirit out. We want to walk in peace and we want to walk in love so we can clearly discern the voice of the Spirit. Ephesians chapter 4 says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as Christ or God in Christ forgave you. Hallelujah. So now God is connecting to us through the spirit realm. He connects with us through the spirit. Yes, we have a soul, mind, will, and emotions that have to be renewed. And we live in a body, but he connects with us through the spirit. We will call this the inward witness. When God speaks to you by his spirit, we're going to call it the inward witness. Last week I mentioned God can speak to you by a physical voice. Some have heard his audible voice. He speaks to you through dreams and through visions and through prophetic words and through other gifts of the Spirit. He speaks to us through his written word. Uh, but I think the main way, the primary way God leads his people is through the witness of the Spirit inside our spirits. Why? Because if you're a born-again believer, the Holy Spirit is in you. And he's leading you and guiding you and speaking to you if you will open up your spiritual ears and learn to hear. So what I'm going to do today is I'm just going to get like I've got my trowel out. And we're going to start laying the concrete foundation of just concepts on how to hear from the Spirit. Because I want you to know as believers how to leave out of here, go to work tomorrow, and hear his voice. I want you to know how to go home at night when you're sitting with your family. Hear his voice. I want you to know how to, when you're making a, a major decision in your life, to hear the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. Amen? So let me just build on it. Y'all just say, go ahead, Pastor, preach. <laughs> Let's say you're going to make a major decision in life, and there's a, you feel a check in your spirit. Have any of you ever felt a check in your spirit? That is probably the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Because he's speaking to you on the inside. Have you ever felt a red light? Or a yellow light? You better caution or slow it down or stop. It's probably the Holy Spirit telling you not to go in that direction. How many of you have ever felt a green light? You just prayed about something and you just felt like you got green lights as far as the eye can see. That's probably the Holy Spirit telling you you're good. Keep on trucking. Keep on moving. You've got green lights all the way. We, 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 we can describe the inner witness as, first of all, an intuition. It's more than just intuition, but it seems often like intuition, which is the ability to understand something instantly without the need of reasoning it out. That's intuition. When you, you know something instantly, 
without having to sit down and figure it out. Women have a megaton of this. So for women, the challenge is, what is my woman's intuition and what is really the voice of the Holy Spirit? For men, we're just trying to hear anything. We are literally trying to hear anything. How many times has your wife asked you something and you're like, I got nothing. I just... All the men helped me out in this church this morning. Come on. You know, I got nothing. Sorry. It can be described as a prompting. As a prompting. A gentle nudge to do something. Even a fleeting thought. A gentle prompting or a fleeting thought. As I've described, it can be, be, be considered a check. Like I got a check in my spirit. An uneasiness. A restraint. Gnawing discomfort that you cannot explain. It's, it's feeling something is just not right about this. It can be described as peace. Now, this is a whole sermon in itself. But we know when the Holy Spirit speaks, there's a restful feeling about it. There's a sense of release. There's just this quiet assurance. There's a deep sense of security. It's, it's, it's a green light. In your spirit. And all I, when I think about this, all I hear is I was going to sell one of my vehicles to a Spanish pastor I knew years ago in Washington, D.C. And it never happened for whatever reason, but he looked over the vehicle. And you know, when, if you're trying to sell something, somebody's looking over your stuff, you're a little bit nervous. At least I am. Some of you are born salesmen. You got no nerves at all. But after he looked over it, I said, what do you think? And he said, tranquilo. Everybody say it with me, tranquilo, at peace. I feel peace about it. I think about that. It can be described as desires, really. God changes, intensifies, and downloads new desires in our hearts sometimes for a certain thing he's calling us to do. Amen? Philippians 2.13, For it is God who is working in you both to will and to do. According to his good pleasure. God comes and drops the desire in. And then he helps you accomplish the desire that he's planted in your heart. He comes both to give you the will and to do it. The Bible says in Psalm 37, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And heart, I think, is used over 1,200 times in scripture to de describe the spirit of man. The innermost being. One man described it like this, and I've never heard it this way, but it really helped me. That God's voice, the inward witness, comes like thoughts dropped in. Like thoughts that are dropped in. Now, God can use our reason, but we know reason goes into the soul realm. So when we're in the spirit realm, God comes and just drops thoughts in. I noticed this happening in my life several years ago when I would just at random, start thinking of a person. A person would come to me. Joe. Boom. I'd just think of them for a second. And then it would be later on that day, or in a few minutes, I would hear from them. I would receive a call, or a conversation would come up, 
and that person would come into my time frame. Amen? And I got to, I got to noticing it was so strong and happening so, re, uh, uh, happening so often that I said, this has to be the Lord. Why? I think God just wants us to know. He doesn't want us to be caught unaware. And he wants us to know that when we do connect, that he's given us a God connection, I think, sometimes. This is of the Lord. I thought of you earlier today. Amen? Same thing can happen in dreams, but I'm talking about inward witness. Someone say the inward witness. So when we have feelings, feelings are the voice of the, or is the voice of the body. It's what we feel in the flesh. Okay? And reason really is the voice of the mind and of the soul. But our conscience is the voice of the spirit. So sometimes as Pentecostals, and I, I are one, but sometimes we love the feelings so much that if we don't get the Holy Ghost goosebumps, we don't feel God has spoken yet. And I love the Holy Ghost goosebumps. I love to shout probably more than you all. I love to speak in tongues as much as anybody in here. I love that power. But I'm telling you, you're saved not by feelings. You're saved by faith. You're healed not by feelings. You're healed by faith. You're baptized in the Spirit not by feelings. You're baptized in the Spirit by faith. Feelings will follow. But if we go always looking for feelings, I think we can get deceived. If we just look for feelings in the natural. Or, let's look in the soul realm. If we just look for things making rational sense all the time, it can lead us astray. Yes, God's given us our minds, but the mind was fallen with the rest of, of the human person in the fall. So it has to be redeemed and renewed. So if we just go on reason alone, we can get on the wrong track sometimes. I feel I've done that. Wait, this ain't making sense to me. Let me, let me, let me figure it all out on paper. No, let me go to WebMD. Because that's really where I'm going to get the answers. Hallelujah. And then you have a little back pain and you go to WebMD and it says it could be stage 4 back cancer. There is no such thing as back cancer. I'm just throwing things out. But you're just like, oh my gosh, is that what it is? Then your mind, and the mice and the, the hamsters start running on the wheels. And you, you start burning it up. And then your rational mind gets involved. And we are to use reason. Y'all understand what I'm saying? But when the Holy Ghost speaks, He drops in thoughts in your spirit man. that can sound contrary to reason and can have no feelings attached to it. Are y'all still with me here? Hallelujah. If you're being led by your feelings or physical senses instead of your conscience, you're headed for trouble because you start contacting the God of this world who lives in this world. It's like people praying and putting out fleeces before the Lord. Well, God, if it's your will, let these doors shake off the hinges this morning. Or, God, if it's your will, you know, and I have prayed things like that in my past. I don't anymore. I don't do that anymore. 
Why? Because when I'm asking for things like that, I know I'm out in the realm where Satan is. And he can cause false symptoms. He can cause false conclusions. He can bring false confirmations. I want to get strong enough and big enough that I can hear the voice of the Spirit in my inner man. And the Holy Ghost can talk to me spirit to spirit. I don't have to go to some medium and to some other realm to try to get God to speak to me. Okay, just blew some of y'all away, but y'all go hang on with me. So we need to keep emotion out of it. Notice John chapter 16. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his own, but will speak whatever he hears. He will also declare to you what is to come. So when the Holy Spirit speaks in the inward witness, you don't hear an audible voice. It may feel like a relaxed knowing. One man described it as a velvety feeling. You know the inner witness witness is ringing your bell on the inside. Truth confirms with truth. Have you ever heard somebody preach and you hear the truth preached and it's just like a bell ringing in your spirit? Or have you ever heard somebody preach something a little bit off and it's like fingernails cross chalkboard? You're like, something isn't right with this. Something isn't setting right. Pay attention to those feelings. The inner witness is different from rational thought. It's different from rational thought. The inner witness is not a physical feeling. The inner witness is a strong conviction. The inner witness is an inexplicable knowing. You know, and we need to train ourselves to hear the inward witness, and I'm a student. I feel like a novice. I'm trying to learn. That's why we're all, I told you last week, we're all on this learning journey together to learn the advantage we have in our lives of hearing the voice of God. But I'm telling you what, I got a journal, and I'm writing things down. And when I hear something in prayer or hear something in my devotional reading, writing it down. When I have a dream, I'm getting up, and as soon as I can, I'm getting my journal and recording that dream. Why? Because I want to see what's of God and what's Hans. I want to see what's of God and what's of Hans. Why? Because I want to become skilled at knowing this. So for the rest of my life, I'm walking in full obedience. And obedience really is the key that unlocks the door. It's when, do you obey what God is saying to you? Do you obey what God is saying to you? So if we're asking Him to speak to us, are we going to actually obey what we hear Him saying? Is anybody in this church this morning? So here, if you have your notebooks, I'm going to give you four ways to tune in to the inner witness. This is, I'm sure there's more. These are old school. These are not original to Hans. So I'm just going to give you from what my research is. Number one, you have to take time. Number one, you have to take time before the Lord and learn His voice. You have to take time. The problem with a lot of us today in the modern church is that we don't want to take the time to seek God until we know His will concerning a matter. We just want to, okay, we'll pray a, a, a you know, shotgun prayer. Now we're going to go make our own decision, Lord. Sometimes it takes longer to get out of the flesh, press into the Spirit. And most people today have allowed the flesh to dominate them for so long that it's hard to wade through the mud 
and get to the clear stream of the voice of the Spirit speaking in our lives. I want to train my spirit to hear the voice of God. And that takes time. It takes time. I'm going to say it again. I want to train my inner, inner spirit to hear the witness of the Holy Spirit, and it just takes time. just takes time. No time is wasted. If you take time, put the phone on silent, turn the TV off, sit down, get into the Word, and just take a quiet moment to try to hear what He's saying. That's not wasted time. People think, well, i got too much to do. Well, you've got too much to do to not get into His presence and seek His will about it. Well, i got a busy day. Well, Martin Luther said, if I have a busy day, i got to get up really early so I can pray. <laughs> So I can get into the, the face of God before that day begins. So I know He can prepare me for what's coming. Oh, hallelujah. I know I'm just teaching this morning, but y'all getting anything out of this. Take time. Look at your neighbor and say, take time to get into His presence and hear His voice. Number two, you've got to feed on the Word of God. However, I tell you this, it seems like every Sunday I'm a broken record. Whatever it takes for you to get into the Word. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every rhema that proceeds from the mouth of God. Every living word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Whatever it takes for you to get in the Word. You're doing one of those this morning. Congratulations. But you, there's audio Bible apps. There's podcasts. There's easy to read Bible versions and whatever. Somebody said, what version is best? Well, I've been obsessed with that question. And one of the best answers I've ever heard to that is, the version you'll read. The version you will read is a good one. Come and ask me. I'll give you some help on it. But whatever. But get into the Bible. Just let it read a chapter a day. Memorize a verse. Put a verse on your mirror. Hallelujah. Do something where you can get into the Word and pump that into your spirit and feed on it. Let it transform your thinking. Because the Word will transform your thinking. And you'll start thinking in pictures and in phrases and in concepts of the Word. I remember when I was a young minister and I came into the conference that I'm serving now and, and I would go to the minister's meetings, there would be a bunch of older ministers there. And they really received me with open arms, and I'm forever grateful for that. But they would sit around and talk, and I remember they would talk in Scripture. And I thought, wow. But they would speak. You know, it's like it says over in Job, this, that, you know, it's like Abraham looked at. I was like, man, there's, but I understand they had spent their lifetimes in this book. And they started speaking with concepts and images and phrases from the Word. It's not a bad way to live. Hallelujah. It's not a bad way to live. Some people can quote every Hollywood star and can quote every kind of rock song. How about being able to quote the word and being able to speak in concepts of God? Number three, walk in love. Look at your neighbor and say, walk in love toward me. Walk in love. Determine to lay the battle axe down and just walk in love. Dana and I are trying this on a regular basis. Just everything we do. How, do, how can we walk in love? Even if somebody says something mean to you, back it up and just say, Lord, I'm going to walk in love. I'm going to deal with this in love in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Somebody said something to me through a message this week that was really rough. And I thought, okay, I've got an opportunity right now. I can get really offended or I can back up and love this brother and speak, speak about him and love and pray for him. Just start praying for him and love him. And I have not one ill thought in my heart. Amen? How about that? Walk in love. Because if you don't walk in love, you bring out the hate cannons. You're going to shut down the voice of the Holy Spirit in your life. You're going to shut down the ability to hear his voice. Walk in love. Come on, shout it out. I will, I will. Walk, in walk in love. Follow peace with all men. Holiness without. No man shall see the Lord. Walk in peace toward all men and practice love. It doesn't mean you don't have standards. It doesn't mean you can't correct somebody. It doesn't mean you can't deal with a conflict. But you're going to determine to, to take love as your medicine all the way through whatever you have to walk through in life. Final thing, pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Done a lot of study in the New Testament. And when it says pray in the Spirit, the Greeks there are en pneumati. And we're, we're the, the pneumata, the uh, pneuma, the Spirit. I believe when that, when that phrase is mentioned in the Bible, I personally believe he's talking about praying in tongues. That when we are baptized with the Holy Spirit, that we get the ability to pray in tongues. You say, well, that's only for some. No, I think when Paul was talking about that, he was given, he was given guidelines for how to operate in church services publicly. But when Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe in Mark 16, he's talking about all believers. And one of those signs, he said, you shall pray in with new tongues. So you have the opportunity to walk right in by faith into the baptism of the Spirit and pray in the Holy Spirit. And then when you pray in the Spirit, you start getting downloads of what God is saying to you because it's no longer you praying. It's the Holy Spirit praying through your spirit the perfect will of God. Paul says, for we don't pray as we ought because we don't know how to pray. But the Spirit prays through us, making intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 7. So we let the Holy Spirit pray through us the perfect will of God. And as we pray, we're praying the perfect will of God. And I believe God is even giving us downloads into the future. Notice 1 Corinthians 14 with me. 1 Corinthians 14 Paul is correcting an abuse of spiritual gifts. And he says in verse 1, Pursue love and desire or earnestly desire spiritual gifts, but specifically that you may prophesy. Prophesy is foretelling and foretelling according to the anointing of the Holy Spirit that comes upon you. It isn't just inspired preaching as some believe. It is actually a gift of the Spirit flowing through you that will come out in the language that the people are speaking, the vernacular of the people. And he says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. What's he talking about? He's not talking about common languages as some want to rewrite Scripture. There's a new version that's turning this into just other languages. Then no, he's talking about tongues that men don't understand. Because he meant man don't understand it. It's directly to God. So he who speaks in a tongue speaks to men. Not doesn't speak to men, but speaks to God for, to, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. In the spirit, he speaks mysteries. 
Now, there have been instances, this is what we call glossolalia, there have been instances of what we call xenoglossolalia. And that is where people have been given a gift to speak in a language known by men, or people have been given the gift of interpretation to hear tongues prayed and then get the interpretation in their language. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is speaking. This is what happens in a public gathering sometimes when we pray in tongues. Well, I was up here one day and I'd finished preaching. I was giving the, 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 moving into the end to pray and all of a sudden the Spirit came on me and I just started praying in tongues. I just started praying in tongues in the microphone. That's for all my friends who don't believe in praying in tongues in a microphone. On this side of the church, I learned later, there was a brother who had been raised in another denominational church that didn't believe in this kind of thing. He said, I didn't know about you guys. He said, I was coming to church, but I didn't know about y'all. But the pastor started praying in another language, and all I heard was in English, I'm in this stuff. God was speaking to him, I'm in this stuff. On this side of the church... There was a lady who had been raised in Pentecostal circles. And as I began praying in tongues, she got it all in English. And it was the answer to a prayer that she had been praying for a long time. Dr. Vincent Sinan, who was a, a real mentor of mine, he said there was a, a, a minister preaching, an old-time Pentecostal preacher. And he was preaching, and he'd preach a little bit in English and pray in tongues a little bit. Preach in English and pray in tongues a little bit. And there was a Polish man, an immigrant, who had wandered into the church and was seated on the back row. And he said every time that pastor prayed in tongues, he heard in perfect Polish, Jesus is for Polish people too. I took my church, some of my leaders from my church, to, to Newington, Virginia one night when I was pastoring in the D.C. area. We went down there to a Spanish church. And one of our ladies who was from New Jersey went and started praying for this Spanish lady. And after she prayed, the lady looked at her and said, How did you know? You prayed everything I was struggling with. And the lady from our church said, I was praying in tongues. She was getting it all in Spanish. Come on, despise not the moving of the Spirit or His gifts. Come on, don't turn it off. He, he tells us that. Don't, don't, don't shut this stuff down. Guidelines, cool. Don't shut it down. But the normal way is you and I pray in tongues as a direct pipeline to God. Maybe this is a bad analogy, but I've used it a lot. It's like the bat phone. Some of y'all grew up in the 70s like I did. Six. But that was the best Batman of all, right? And he had this red phone in the Batcave. And Commissioner Gordon over in Gotham City in the mayor's office had a red phone. And when he really got in trouble, he picked up the Bat phone and called the Batcave. And nobody else could get in on the line. It's what I feel like. Hallelujah. I can pray in English and I do pray in English most of the time. But every now and then I pick up the, bat, I pick up the Holy Ghost phone. And I start praying in unknown tongues. And I start praying in a language that heaven understands. Hallelujah. Why? Because it's the Holy Ghost praying through me the perfect will of God to the Father. Out of my spirit. Spirit prays to spirit. Deep calls unto deep. At the noise of your water spouts, Lord. Yeah. 
Woo! Somebody shout hallelujah. And then as we pray in the Spirit, come out of it and start praying in English whatever the Lord gives you. Now, we haven't taught this, but I'm telling you, come out of it and start praying in English because you're going to start praying in English what you were praying in the Spirit, I believe. And you can come out of that thing praying with understanding. Paul said, I will pray in the Spirit. I will pray with my understanding. I will sing in the Spirit. I will sing with my understanding. And as you soak in the Holy Spirit and soak in the Holy Spirit, the tongues and the, the prophetic movement of this Holy Spirit in you is really bypassing the rational mind and is praying directly spirit to spirit. And then as we get acquainted with Him in the Spirit, we start walking in the Spirit. And it starts becoming a daily occurrence. A normal occurrence to just walk in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Walking in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get away. Hallelujah. Pray in the Spirit at work. Under your breath. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. You have the will to release the spirit of the Lord or to be able to reserve. That's what Paul's telling them to do. There's certain times you reserve the prophetic. There's certain times you reserve tongues as the order of the service goes. So don't worry about that. We Pentecostals were taught it only comes by spontaneity. And I'm into spontaneity, but listen, it's like emotionally uncontrolled spontaneity. I don't believe that's New Testament prophecy. I don't believe it's New Testament praying in the spirit. Hallelujah. I could pray in spirit like Smith Wigglesworth said. I could pray in spirit at any time, but I don't do that because out of reverence for the Holy Ghost and out of reverence for my prayer time with God, I want to be in a mind to pray, but I feel I can open the gate at any moment. Hallelujah. And let the spirit of the Lord speak through me in Jesus name. There was a great prophetic minister at one time that Jackie and I knew and she even traveled with for a while. And he was, we were eating dinner with him, and he had a real gift of prophecy, man. This guy could read people's hearts kind of like Brother Ted, and he could just flow. And I asked him one time, I said, what, when I go into a church and do a revival, it seems like some nights all of heaven is open and I could prophesy over everyone in the building. Then it seems like some nights I couldn't get a prophetic word of my life dependent on it. And I said, is it the people that pull it out of you, or do you just... Get to the point where you operate by faith. And he looked at me and he said, you get to the point where you operate by faith. That challenged me. It still challenges me. But I believe we can get to the point where we operate by faith and release the gifts through faith. Hallelujah. I know this is challenging some of y'all. I feel it right now. Come on, step on in. Step on into the waters and let the take time. Listen to the voice of God. Pray in the Holy Spirit. 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 Spend time in the Spirit. Pray and spend time in the Spirit. Pray and pray in English. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in English and pray in this. Pray in tongues and pray in the uh, pray in English. Sing in tongues and sing in English. Sing in the Spirit. Sing in English. Hallelujah. Sing songs you know. Sing songs you don't know that God gives you. I can't sing. I don't care. We're not giving you a microphone. You sing in your car. You sing in the shower. 
shower. You sing in the backyard mowing the yard, whatever. You don't have to be able to sing to sing. Hallelujah. You can just start making melody in your heart to the Lord. I can pray, hallelujah, in English. I can pray in tongues. I can sing in English. I can sing in the Spirit. Hallelujah. There's nothing sweeter to me than a prayer meeting that lifts off the ground in English and gets into tongues. And we start praying with a certain rhythm and a certain tone. And it gets into singing in the Spirit. There's nothing greater to me than that. Somebody shout hallelujah. Come on, shout it out. I will attune my spirit to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. 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 It's okay. I give you permission in Jesus' name. That when you're getting ready to make a big decision, to stop the whole process and say, just give me a few minutes. And do whatever you have to to get in the spirit and pray about it. Five minutes, ten minutes, two days, five days, three months, six months, whatever. Just get in the spirit and pray about it. Amen? Those of you who are getting ready to get married, I give you permission to not get married until you feel the release of the Holy Spirit on this thing. Until you feel the witness of the Holy Spirit on it. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching so good. Get the witness of the Spirit on it. Come on, Kyle. Come up here just a second. I'm going to show you something. What's a witness do? Just say, Jesus, I'm going this way. Jesus, I'm going this way. Amen! That's a witness. Yes, indeed. Uh, I, I love my wife. I love my wife. Hallelujah! That's a witness. Amen? Okay, uh, say, uh, I'm going this way. I'm going to go this way now. You ain't got no witness on it. No witness. What's a witness do? A witness shouts it. A witness confirms it. A witness rings the bell on the inside. Amen. Amen. Come on. A witness. You got the witness in you. Thank you, Kyle. Come on, lift your hand and say, the Holy Ghost is in me. I have the greatest witness of all in me. Shouting amen. Shouting hallelujah. Let's all stand this morning. Thank you all for listening to me. Hallelujah. You have the inner witness. Inner witness of the Holy Spirit. Shouting hallelujah. Shouting amen. Or saying you better put the brakes on this dude. You better slow down. Slow your roll. You're going too fast. But you see, once emotions get involved, it gets more challenging to hear the witness of the Spirit. Because how many people have you seen, they just be hair on fire going off a cliff, and the Spirit's going, ding, ding, ding. But their flesh is all involved, and they're just running, take time, pause, listen to the witness of the Holy Spirit. Has this helped anybody today? Is it? Hey guys, thanks so much for watching and listening to the podcast. And I hope these sermons have been a great blessing and source of encouragement to your life. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing today, Jesus is the answer. I can tell you, he is the answer for your life. 
I'd love to pray with you before we leave here. So if you never accepted Christ into your life, or if you just have a need in your life, let's lift it up to the Lord right now. Come on, pray with me. Lord Jesus, wash me from all sin. I accept you into my life. I repent of all sin, and I place you on the throne seat of my heart. Lord, I pray right now, you minister to each and every one who just prayed that short prayer with me. Whatever situation they're facing, give them grace right now. Give them the power they need to get through it, Lord. Give miracles, signs, and wonders today, Lord, to those listening in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We declare it done in Jesus' name. Love you guys. Thank you for tuning in and listening and watching us.